It's an odd thing to say today, given the worship around the gladiator game, given that football players consider themselves warriors. But sometimes the hardest, bravest thing to do is to quit. What a difficult decision this must have been for Andrew Luck to let down his teammates and supporters and relationships in the building and his city days before another season in battle to pay literally hundreds of millions of dollars in future earnings to get out of the fight, to throw away his glorious football future and glorious football fame and what has until now been his entire identity before the age of 30. He must have been in a great deal of pain to choose that, and it is fitting that the last act of Colts fans before his retirement was to boo him for deciding it and hurt him yet some more. Football broke his body and mind, and at the very end, his city finalized the transaction by breaking his heart. Andrew Luck seemed to genuinely love football in a way that was uncommon, but that love rotted over a very short time as his body betrayed him. This seems to be more of an indictment of the game than him, so his very last throw as a Colt was to throw it all away. Dak Prescott reportedly turned down $30 million a year. What do you think Luck was going to earn over the next decade? The man made Colts fans not worry about replacing Peyton bleeping Manning. But the hurt and the fear and the unhappiness was enough for Luck that he gave away all sorts of millions and was willing to endure the scorn and shame of teammates and fellow warriors and angry fans just to make it all go away. Peace of mind, that's what he bought and at a considerable price. Pieces of his body, that's what he gave and at a considerable price. But the sports fan is an entitled beast with a conditional love directly proportional to what luck did for your fantasy team that week. Colts fans booed either luck or the circumstances, but either way, the last sound luck felt from the city he always represented with grace was a hostile frustration. Benedict Andrew, he turned his body over to them and the doctors and they literally chased him off the field with their angry noise and self-interest at the end. Luck was supposed to keep quietly choosing pain for us. He was supposed to keep choosing unhappiness for us. He was supposed to push it all down like a man, maybe even develop an opioid addiction for us. Football's daily rigors screwed up his shoulder, his ankle, his calf, his mind, his joy, and his love of the game. He was supposed to choose the folks booing over his love of wife and life and self and health for us. Colts fans are understandably mad about what could have been, as if what could have been wouldn't be in his mind more than theirs on those sleepless nights 10 years from now. It's an odd thing to say, given the worship around the gladiator game, given that football players consider themselves warriors, but sometimes there is great strength in what might look like weakness. What a difficult decision this must have been for Andrew Luck to put down his pride in the middle of the battle and let the arrows descend upon him because it simply hurt too much to continue to fight. I thought that was pretty good. That Really? Come on, man. Come on. That was kind of poetic. Come on. Oh, it's their turn to talk, so now they're awake. Welcome to Highly Questionable. This is Amin Alhassan. What do you like on the show today, Amin? You know what, Dan? You're not the only one with a monologue. I wrote something, too, about Andrew Luck. No! Yeah. You know, it's kind of crazy to think that 10 years ago, this story couldn't happen. I'm not talking about Andrew Luck walking away from a Super Bowl contending team and potentially hundreds of millions of dollars. 
but rather the idea that the news would come out in the middle of a game and we'd have the uncomfortable situation where a stadium full of people would all know a very intimate piece of information about a person and that person would be oblivious to the fact that that private information was now very public. Except that he wasn't oblivious for long as many fans began voicing their opinion about Luck's retirement. And so his lasting memory of his last time on a football team was thousands of his fans booing him. I'm not going to pull a Dan and bore you with a stern admonishment of how fans are supposed to react to finding out their hopes of watching their team march to the Super Bowl are dashed to smithereens. Rather, I'm fascinated by how those people got to know. Because 10 years ago, Twitter didn't have the wide reach it has today. Where we find all of our breaking news, not just because we're all on it, but because all the newsbreakers have adopted it as the main medium in which they do their job. And that's what I want to focus on. A lot of people were apparently upset at Adam Schefter for doing his job. He broke a news story. That's what he does. Schefter doesn't owe anything to Luck, to the Colts, to Colts fans. He did his job. Find out a fairly newsworthy fact and make it public. It's a job he does extraordinarily well. But it's also a job he can only do if he is supplied with that information. And that supplier is who should be the object of your derision. Not Schefter, because whoever supplied it to Schefter knows what Schefter does for a living. But who would do such a dastardly thing? Who would benefit from the release of news that clearly put luck in an uncomfortable, awkward, negative light? You got to start with the most aggrieved party, the Indianapolis Colts. Nailed it. What do you guys say? Were you talking? Well, I also have something to say. Oh, for the love of God. <laughs> On a day like today, I think about Dandrew's father, Oliver Locke. Oliver must be so proud of his son. I wonder what it's like being proud of your son. Andrew Locke is smart, fit, sensitive, athletic, Come respectful, on, and has a full head of hair. No, Every father dreams of having a son like that. It is too late for me. But for all of the young fathers out there, raise your son to be someone you can be proud of one. Someone like Andrew Locke. <laughs> Should Miami feel good about their loss to Florida? Oh, knock it off. Come on. That was incompetent football on both sides of the ball. Miami went with a young quarterback on the road and lost a game it could have won, but only because Florida's quarterback was throwing an inexplicable interception with four minutes left in the game. These two teams were not ready to start the season. And while this is the hardest game on Miami's schedule, Miami, for 10 years now, hasn't been any better than NC State. They don't have any reason to believe that they're better than anyone even in the second tier of the conference. It's Clemson and everyone else, and they're no better than North Carolina, NC State over the last 10 years. Dan, that was a terrible game, but the really scary thing for me was, this was the guy that won the quarterback controversy in, in my, for Miami? How bad was Tate Martell? If he lost to this guy? Afterward, Manny Diaz said he was proud of his quarterback, said he was he went out there into a really tough environment and didn't blink. Maybe blinking would have helped because, hey, look, I, he clearly didn't have his eyes open for most of that game. But the other thing I want to point out is Florida is a top 10 program? No way! They're terrible. And the only way that this can be a positive for Miami is if they live up to being a top 10 program, which, j judging on their next five or six games, won't last very long. Florida is not terrible, but those were two incompetent offenses. And while he rips the quarterback, this is what I would say. There is no quarterback that could have looked good behind that offensive line, allowing sacks when four guys were rushing and six guys were blocking. There were 10 sacks in the game. That's more sacks that have been in a Gator game in a hundred years. You can't evaluate a quarterback that way. 
And the worst part of it is that Michael Irvin's speech got wasted. It did get wasted. You can't allow 10 sacks after this. Show me your damn house, but I'll follow your throat. You stand up your damn house. Oh, he's the guy behind the mess. Even the mascot is kind of like... That's the Hall of Famer Reggie Wayne. Why are we taking his football opinions on anything? I met the white guy. The guy. I met the white guy. (laughs) How embarrassed should Team USA be about their loss to Australia? (laughs) I'm scared, man. I told you a couple of weeks ago, I think we're headed for international embarrassment when the Serbian coach is out here talking trash about God help the Americans if we're playing right. We just lost to a team led by Patty Mills. I think there are several teams in this tournament, including Greece, that are better than this one because they've got an Antetokounmpo that they could go to, and we're countering with the Charlotte Hornets equivalent of Kemba Walker as our Olympic team. Glass half full, Dan. They went out and they beat Canada yesterday, so everything should be fine. Glass half empty. We should have seen the warning signs when they lost to a USA Select team in the scrimmage by 21 points. That team was headlined by guys like Daquan Jeffries and Chris Chiozza. Yes, regular household <laughs> names. But you're right, Dan. The biggest difference between international basketball and NBA basketball is that the game is only 40 minutes long. So it doesn't matter if you have a roster full of NBA players. If you are a team like Greece or like Serbia, when you have a bona fide star who can be on the floor for 36 or 37 minutes out of a total of 40, it doesn't matter what you throw out there. And that's the big fear right here. It's not that there are teams out there that are loaded with the same kind of talent that Team USA has. It's that they have star power that can overcome all of that. Look, I am in a place in 2019 as a proud United States uh, fan of our basketball. I'm terrified of Serbia. Serbia is better at this than we are. Serbia is going to cave our heads in in a way that might look like down by 21. And how are we going to explain that when we have to explain it to people that we're embarrassed beyond all embarrassment? Well, I've been telling you guys for the last 10 years that um, Papovich is a big fraud, you know. I mean, I mean he has it, been you know, saying it. He, sh- he showed his true goals. All right, true colors That's shown. Right. That's right. <laughs> he has been telling you for 10 years that Papovich is a fraud. He has been the only one saying that. And it took a little bit of time, but, you know, I'm right now. <laughs> he is right oh. now. He is right today. <laughs> Are you convinced that the running beer's one-leg step-back three would improve the Rockets? <laughs> All right, he is devising new ways to be like an amazing scorer, but kind of clumsy and not aesthetically pleasing, which doesn't seem to be great for the customer. But let's see what we've got here on one leg. We've seen what he can do stepping back with two legs. And now this added to the game where he's just doing a lot of things with timing, I mean, that make people not guard him or foul him. Like, he's just screwing up all the rhythms of how it is you take these shots. Yeah, Dan, he actually foreshadowed this earlier in the summer, remember, where the kid asked him why he travels all the time, and he said, I don't travel because the refs don't call it. And at that time, he said, I'm working on something new that's going to blow everybody's mind. And now we see it, and I got to say... Sufficiently mind-blown right here. Because when you hear about players every summer saying they're going to add something new to their game, they do that. He's adding something new to the game. We haven't seen it, at least not on a high-volume level. Guys taking one-legged step-backs from beyond the arc. But this is James Harden finding new ways to keep the defense off balance and off guard. And, Dan, that's where you're absolutely right. He creates ways of throwing your timing off, and that allows him to draw fouls, and that allows him to get open looks. This is why he's one of the greatest scorers of all time. Well, I know when that shot will stop working. What's that? Second round. During the play. That's right. That's right. That's right. You've watched this show before. Yeah. (laughs) It's that predictable. (laughs) 
Time to play the game that has room for multiple fried chicken sandwiches in my life. Do you question? You give us topics and events, and we question them. Do you question if this was a lucky catch? Steven Piscotti is the right fielder for the Oakland A's. What do you think of when you think of Piscotti, Poppy? Oh, Piscotti, you know, I'm telling you something, it's pistachio. Sounds like pistachio to me, no? no? Biscotti is what I was looking for there. My mother loves it. I don't know why he went with pistachio. He's an old person. Let's see the right fielder for the A's. Uh, these jerseys are terrible, by the way. Let me just point that out. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> yeah, that has Whoa. to be lucky, right? He, no, no. He was afraid he was going to get hit in the face with the ball. <laughs> he was thinking that was going to hit him in the left side of his neck. Things don't always go that well when you cannot see. No, that's right. It usually goes worse than that. Oh, oh no, 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 no. That's such a bad idea. Well, like, such a terrible idea. What talent is supposed to be at work here? <laughs> Do you question if this coach looks the part? All right, Ed Orgeron looks the part of a coach, but we're going to go out to, what is this guy's name, Poppy? Biff Puffy. Poji is his Poggy. name. We've worked on this for several seconds before they started taping here. Let's see if he looks the part here at St. Francis <laughs> High School. <laughs> Come on. He has no use for sleeves or a collar, but he does have use for a bra. Hanging loose out there, Dan. That is a shirt from the 1980s that he just cut the sleeves off because they have Danish stains on them. By the way, Forget looking the part. Could he have a more football name than Biff? <laughs> Biff. Well, he's not the only one who needs a bra. Who else needs? Oh, wow. I wasn't expecting the thumb over here. I was expecting fingers over there. That's not true. A bra which wouldn't fit. Do you question which was the most memorable soccer highlight of the weekend? We got three good ones for you. Let's go out to Italy. Look, Bobby's very excited about getting to watch some soccer highlights right now. We'll go out to Italy first. What do we have here? Which is the best of these? Oh, bicycle oh, kick, yes. That, we're not going to do better than not that. Not just a bicycle yeah. kick, but from all the way at the edge of the penalty box. This is, this is long right yeah. here. It's about 18 yards. We're not going to do better than this, but let's try by going out to right, England. What do we have here? Oh, how do you miss that? Oh, that man. seems physically impossible. <laughs> Let's see the next one here. Let's see. Can we possibly do better than the first one or worse There's than the second third. one? Oh, yeah. No, this is already better. <laughs> oh, it's the rebound. Oh! Winner. That Winner. is pretty good. <laughs> All right, Poppy, let's do this. Let's rank them. Number three, according to Poppy, the bronze medalist from the goals from the weekend. Which was third? Number two was the worst of them. All That's right, number, number three. two was number three. How about number two? What's number two here? Number two is number three. Number two is number three. And then it's who's on first all of a sudden. And then number one is number one. That's right. That's there the it is. It's it. it, totally understandable. What? <laughs> 
Do you question if this is brilliant strategy? Australia against Venezuela at the Little League World Series. Is this brilliant strategy? You've got Venezuela. He's up at the plate. Games. It is good strategy. Oh, what are you going to do now? Come on. Well, yeah, where, that is great. Yeah. Oh, well, that's a problem. See, you're not, you hadn't accounted for that. The kid dropped a curveball in there on you. A perfect strike. I, I love how he's like, whoa, a little tin music. I was with this kid. I thought he devised a foolproof plan to beat everybody. And then I realized those kids are better at baseball than many major leaguers. Uh, you know who liked that move so much that he tried it? Who? Yasiel Puig. No, he did not. Of course he did. There it is. He wait, watched wait. it and he did it. Yo, shout out to Puig, man. That kid must feel really cool. Did it work? Nope. It, didn't, it didn't work there either. It didn't work with CC Sabathia, <laughs> so, who is smaller than many of the little leaguers. Time to play the game that wants to wish all the poppers out there happy International Dog Day. See? Oh, no. Tell us what to watch on television tonight. We'll tell you if we're intrigued. Does that include hot dogs? <laughs> on MILB.TV, the Norfolk Tides and the Gwinnett Stripers. Oh, there's a reason to watch this here. You've heard of the freeze at the Atlanta Braves games. He chases down people with a big head start in these foot races along the warning track. Well, Gwinnett's got the fridge, and he looks like me. Some people thought this was me out there with a little bit of a head start, and then, oh, bad back, bad shorts. Oh, and then this other guy is going to come, and he's going to chase him down. And you think, okay, that's the joke, that's oh, it. Okay. Uh, except, oh, yeah, there he goes. That's wait till you going. see what happens what? now. Oh, that's right, right there. The fridge is going to chase this guy down. This guy is weighed down by his hair. And here comes Dan Levitard around the left. And finally making my father proud. Amin, are you intrigued? I, I am intrigued. By the way, when I saw the name of the team on the sheet, I thought it said strippers at first. And I said, what? Yes, that's a different thing they do in Gwinnett. Poppy, are you intrigued? Oh, see, see, I'm very intrigued. But you want to see a video of the Fritch training working out? Oh, does he train? He works out? Oh, yeah, out? there we go. Yeah. Oh, that's me, of course. There you go. You really do look a lot like him, Dan. It's not just because you bought that. You know, so, there's Thank a, you. a resemblance there. I don't know. Thank you. The Amin. running style as well. Thank you, Amin. <laughs> Why are you seeing that? Let's, uh, let's play some of Amin's athleticism on the show, shall we? We haven't done that yet this week. Thank you, guys. You guys had a cue. Thank you for having that for me at all times. Here he is. There it is. Reach for the rope. That's right. Reach for the rope. On NBC, American Ninja Warrior National <laughs> Finals. Yes, yes. I wonder where this <laughs> will end up. Let's see what we have here, uh, though, first. Yeah, uh, what do we have? Yeah, what do we have? There. You have to have your feet in the center of those boards. This is not the optimal one. And you gotta see it because the platform does take Oh! 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 You kidding me? That is almost exactly how Amin did it right there. That's I should have held on. Apparently, that's all I, I should have just held on. <laughs> that's all you needed to do was have that core strength. That's all. Amin, are you intrigued? I am intrigued. This is the show that made me a household name in America. Uh, not quite household. Poppy, are you intrigued? 
Why even bother with writing a joke? Just play the, play the video again. That's what you guys are going to do. You know what? Go ahead and do it. Let's not even go to my father on it. Let's just play. There it is. Oh, thank you. Finally. Exactly what my father wanted. Thank you. Here's your opportunity. There was your opportunity of me to correct. I got worse up the old day long. I could too. I could. All weekend. There it is. On vacation somewhere, Phil Mickelson. <laughs> We've been checking in on him. He's making videos, I think, that can be, you know, on the spectrum between like creepy and haunting. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think Let's so. Let's see. Let's see which is this. Which is this? Oh, it's okay. Oh, this is sexy All and right. slim, it's sensual it's Phil. <laughs> Having his fill of wine, his fill of fun. That's a six pack. When you lay down that way. I could do that. Uh, Amin, are you intrigued? No, I'm not. Bobby, are you intrigued? Okay, not so much. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Is that the first no ever? It wasn't even a no. It was just profound yawning indifference. Oh, the way you dress reminds me of someone today. You know what I mean? Who? <laughs> that's what I was going for. That's right. That's exactly what I was trying to achieve there. I wish I had the blue eyebrows. <laughs>